Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday. Not Sunday. Holy shit, it's Monday. <laughs> it's late on a Monday. It is. It is. It's October 16th. But we are here to discuss Loki, Season 2, Episode 2. But before that, we have to acknowledge one of our fallen. That is Keith Giffen, born November 30th, 1952, died October 9th of 2023. Writer, artist, made some major contributions, co-creating Rocket Raccoon, Lobo, Ambush Bug. I believe he had his hands in... The uh, makings of Kate Kane, Batwoman, uh, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, also was like main contributor of Justice League International series that came out. Did stuff for DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, Valiant Comics. Um, yeah, just long run of Legion of Superheroes run. So, and then the the most interesting thing to me was that on my Instagram, I follow Ross Ritchie. Ross Ritchie is the chairman of Boom Studios. And he made this long post that I sent it to y'all guys because uh, I wanted y'all to see it because I just thought it was so cool that basically he was giving credit to Keith for being like the inspiration, the drive to actually form Boom Studios, who is known for like books like Giant Days and Lumberjanes and Berserker and Something is Killing the Children. Something is Killing the Children, Berserker probably being the biggest titles coming from over there. But they also have properties like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and stuff like that. Like I think those comics would have still made it somewhere, but like they're at boom right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just major, major like just creator in comic books that we lost. So may he rest in peace. Thank you, sir, for your everything that you contributed and gave us and thank you big time for your family for their supporting you to go and give us these things. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really hope he was able to see, I, I don't know what exactly how he passed and if he was able to, but since Blue Beetle was like Jaime Reyes was brought to the big screen, I was hoping he was able at least to see that. So. Oh, yeah. Surely. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it was either. But surely, I mean, and that was one of the comments that I've made is that like he's like that's honestly lucky, for lack of better words, I guess, to have seen like Rocket Raccoon making the screen, Lobo have made the small screen stuff like that, and just hearing the talks of possibility of you know a logo coming to a, a bigger screen, uh, seeing Batwoman in TV and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then the newest one, Jaime, coming to the big screen. Like, those characters were never big, big characters. And to have seen so many of those made the screen, like, yeah. I don't know, that's just something special to me. That's what I was going to say, is like, not just Rocket going to the big screen, but becoming like a fan favorite. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I just, you know, I know Richard brought it to my attention. I just wanted to make sure that I acknowledge it and stuff like that. And, you know, we as a podcast acknowledge it and uh, gave credit where credit was due because a lot of these people don't get the credit they deserve a lot of the time. So, yeah. On to Loki season two, episode two, entitled Breaking Brad. 
<laughs> I love that. Right? Uh, yeah, I did. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> well, what are y'all's wings for this then? Oh, uh, well, mine is, I'm still just uh, pleasantly to overly whelmed with it. I mean, it's, it's still, my wife and I were talking about it after we watched the episode and just, it's, to, to me and to her, it's, it's like the, it's the best Disney plus Marvel series on there. Um, and yeah, I just, I really loved, I loved all the, all about this one. It was, it was, I love that we got to see more of like actual Loki being Loki. And, uh, it was really cool how they, they played that out. So it was, yeah, it was just a really, really cool episode. Richard. Yeah. I, uh, so I was just thinking about it. I am pleasantly whelmed still, but I do have kind of beef because the pacing on this episode was way off. And also this episode felt like we were missing an episode. Uh, a lot of people have already talked about this. It felt like uh, we, we we had like episode three and episode two forgot to air. Um, but other than that, like to say all that, I still, once again, I still like this. Yeah. One of my notes is the Loki uh, using his magic stuff. We'll delve more into it after this. But yeah, loved it. Um, pretty pleasantly whelmed. I'm cautiously whelmed. <laughs> like, I want to be so overly whelmed about this and like be like, yes, everything's like coming together. It's like, it feels like the old good times again and stuff like that. <laughs> But at the same time, like the time loom outside and the way that they're portraying time and kind of how they've already been hypocritical about it, just the start of this show. Like I sent y'all a text about how we spent the whole saga saying, oh, yeah, time's not really linear. Like that's not how shit works. Like it branches it off. And then the first episode of this is time is linear. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, well, I, I would disagree with you on that. Time is not linear. What they're saying, time is a loop, I think is what they're saying. And I think we'll come to that realization at the end of this story. But no, I'm, I'm okay. I, yes, I agree with you on the loop part of it. It's, but it's still like you can still go back in that same and it doesn't create a branch. I don't know. Yeah, Anyways. not, not in the TVA because they yeah. keep saying, but which they've established those rules that the TVA time doesn't work the same way as it does like for the rest of the, the universe because they're probably outside of time or that they're at the end of time probably who knows that gets fucking annoying <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making rules for one section and they don't apply to the other that's that's just well I know but like they kept I like the only reason I'm saying I'm not making the rules they keep saying it no, over yeah. like <laughs> right, Mobius right. keeps saying I mean he said it like 15 times <laughs> In one episode, probably <laughs> is like time doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my only thing is that like it's it can take one slip up and like I feel like really fuck this whole thing up. You know what I mean? And so like I want to be overwhelmed by this. I'm so like right there at it and ready to just say it. But so that's why I'm just sticking with the cautiously whelmed. Like I I'm definitely pleasantly whelmed. But I'm right there, just right there teetering into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. On to the episode. We have got Loki and Mobius looking for Sylvie. And they have found X5. And they believe that he knows the location of Sylvie. We go through his whole, like, what he has done with his life real quick, like. Because I guess there just wasn't enough story there or something. I don't know. Anyways. 
and to take us all the way to where Sylvie is. And then that brings us kind of like to the climax of the episode where TVA, like a section of the TVA has just gone rogue and they've just like, fuck it, we're just going to destroy everything uh, to save ourselves. So pretty much the episode in a nutshell. But start things off in London in 1977. So I guess this is what where everybody's talking about as far as like the episode, us missing an episode because we jump right in and we're looking for X5, who's a movie star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's taking his life back. Like, yeah, the last we saw of X5 was he was walking past a bunch of troops uh, that were all loaded up with those bombs and stuff going through a time portal. And he was like, what's going on here? And like, then next thing we know, he's in, uh, I forget what year it is. But anyway, he's on the sacred timeline and he's posing as Brad Wolf. And yeah, and it's just like, what? I, I my uh, I was going to talk about it at the end, but I think the episode there should be an episode in between this one and that one where we see uh, Sylvie. What she, like it just the 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 episode is predominantly just about Sylvie living her life, meeting these people, whoever that she meets at McDonald's and works with, and all this stuff, <laughs> and then it cuts back and forth to like Mobius and um, Loki looking for a way to track down Sylvie. And then it eventually leads them to, at the end of the episode, they, they realize, oh, X, we found X5. They see a trailer for Zaniac or something like that. And they're like, oh, shit, that's X5. And it, the, the episode ends there. And then this episode picks up where that one left off. Because when they basically kill all the branches, we're supposed to feel something for this, but we don't. And, like, we needed some sort of connection. I know that she didn't kill... Uh, uh, Sylvie's branched timeline. But I'm just saying, like, we needed some sort of establishment there because I don't give a shit about these McDonald's people. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> like, we need some kind of way to, like, connect with them, to know them as a person. Uh, and it just felt weird. It just... It feels very off. Well, we know that apparently Jimmy needed a ride home, possibly. Yeah. Who cares, though? <laughs> like, who's Jimmy? <laughs> like, I know who Jimmy is, but I'm saying, like, who who is as, who is he as a person? Like we don't know. Like he's he looks like some fifteen year old kid that somehow main manager at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, probably has a crush on Sylvie. Yeah, it like. yeah, that's what it seemed like too, which is weird. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> so by the way, Zaniac, since we're talking about, it, is an actual character in Marvel Comics. Huh. First appearance was Thor three nineteen. Yeah. So and from what the awesome app Key Collector says. Because uh, I wanted like some kind of a rundown on it. It's an entity that possessed human vessels with the intent to murder. So that's pretty intense. I'm just gonna say, like, yeah, yeah. sounds demonic almost. Specifically, Brad Wolf uh, was like in the 80s that gets like possessed by Zaniac. Okay, but yeah, um, it, he's just a a very obscure comic book character um, <laughs> that they can just throw away, right? Well, when everybody saw that leak, that book went stupid. Like, oh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> Which just was insane to me. So, y'all were talking it earlier when y'all were sitting there mentioning y'all's like whelms for the episode and stuff like that. One of my notes was love seeing Loki back to his old tricks. And right. Pun intended on that. So, I really did love seeing him use his magic and everything else and making the shadows yeah. bigger and growing the horns and just. 
everything. I was just like, yes, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah, uh, they did a great job too of like earning that moment because like Loki's chasing after Brad, and I'm like, what the fuck mm. are you doing? Like, you have magic. Like, you just blasted him at one point with it. Like, what are you doing? And then, of course, it, the, like, the reveal is like, oh, this was all just a trick. And he had him in his trap to begin with. And I love that because, um, yeah, anyway, like, you can see uh, the, like, punk rockers that Loki used to, like, imitate. They're, like, in the background and stuff like that before Brad is, like, running away kind of thing. Um, anyway, it's just really cool. The other cool thing that someone on Reddit, I got to I got to credit him. Uh oh Lila my Lila is the user's name, but uh, it's a cool detail from the MCU that I've never noticed and I just thought I'd bring it up is um back when Loki was sort of creating the character of Loki, uh, him and the actress that plays his mom Frigga wanted to have a similar sort of like nervous tick. And for Loki and Frigga, if you watch it, they they'll play with their rings or they'll pick at their hands. It's a nervous tick that Loki will do. They do it throughout multiple like MCU movies, including when Loki is impersonating Odin and Thor's trying to reveal to everyone that Odin's being like impersonated by Loki. Yeah. You can see Odin, he's like picking at his ring. Well, the cool little de- the reason why I bring all this up is when the three Lokis are standing there and Mobius is like, don't you think that's a little much? The real Loki is picking at his hand. So it's kind of like a tell to know which one's real. That is cool. Yeah, I thought that was a neat little little detail. When uh, old Brad Wolf, because he was bound and determined to be called that, uh, started (laughs) throwing out shots at his mom, that was I was like, "Oh, buddy, you're 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 walking on ice there. You're walking on ice." Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I was really thought Loki was about to lose it, but then it's like, well, he was able to. It was cool seeing him kind of control it and almost trying to like manipulate that a little bit too yeah yeah i uh i wrote a note for later but you can definitely tell loki has grown as a person um there's a line he says to sylvie at the end which i love it's it's harder to stay and yeah i i I just wrote down a boar's growing up he's growing up he's being so big and (laughs) and and so mature now like (laughs) um but yeah i um I love it. I, I think it's uh, a really nice character development for this this character that we've seen for you know ten plus years. But the funny thing about it is, is that Loki that we're seeing that's growing up and stuff like that. That's the Loki that hasn't gone through everything right. that we've seen. Right. That is yeah. true. Hey, Which so is crazy. Technically, he 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 watched it on video. He didn't. Yes. Techni- technically, he didn't. Uh, what do you call it? Lived through it. But yeah. You you are correct on that, at least with the technicality. Because <laughs> this is this was a, a branched Loki, so that's the whole reason he was there at the TVA, right? Well, part of it, anyways. But yeah, I also wrote down a note that it's just funny to me is that you know nobody knew of Obi before <laughs> season two, and now everybody's like, oh, take this to Obi, mm-hmm. oh, show this to Obi. Where's Obi at? <laughs> It's like, poor guy. Nobody gave a shit about him and whatever. Except for, uh, what's his name that asked for his autograph? Casey. Yeah, Casey. Yeah. That's only when Casey realized that he wrote the handbook that he absolutely loves. Well, he knew, he knew of him because he was like, 
your Ouroboros? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, he just didn't know that they were calling him OB. Yeah. Like, gotcha, OB was gotcha. Ouroboros. The, the other thing that's weird, though, about that scene, though, is he he says something about, he's like, can you sign my handbook? And he's like, sign right here next to your picture. He says, sign right here next to your picture. And I, I was like, that's what he said. I was like, how do you not know what he looks like then? I mean, he's got glasses. Maybe it's the Clark Kent effect. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they don't age there, doesn't look like, because there's no time. No, they time didn't work that way there. No, it doesn't. And <laughs> it, I don't know, like, but his eyesight got poor. Apparently, I don't know, because like <laughs> we saw in the past, he didn't need glasses. Um, I again, I love Ki Hui Kwan, like uh, Ob's character. Like, I just love him. I, I love, the, <laughs> I love the, uh, like. When he's working on that, whatever, that temporal aura extractor thing to, like, fix the loom, and then they come there with a temp pad, and he's like, do you think this is a higher priority than preventing a temporal uh, <laughs> temporal meltdown? And they're like, no, 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 you, you keep working on that. And he's like, all right, well, then here, you, use, you take this, and everything you need to know is in my, uh, yeah. in my manual. <laughs> and, yeah, and then, of course, when, was it, X-15 shows up, B-15. and she's like, hey, there's Casey, and you just hear, we're all gonna die! <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he, he comes up. He's like, "Oh, hey, nice to meet you. We're all gonna die." <laughs> he's so fucking funny. Yeah, poor Obi. He hasn't been around people. <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. <laughs> That's what gets me though. Is like I said, like nobody, nobody said anything about him. They could have used him however many times. There's no telling how many times last season. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, they probably hadn't invented the character until now, but... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. My headcanon is that since the last time... What is it? Mor- Morbius. God damn it, I'm doing it again. Mobius. <laughs> the last time Mobius went down there was whatever, 400 years. The only thing I can think of is like, people maybe did go visit him, but the, they got their minds erased. Uh, so yeah. nobody really goes down there. Plus you see like... You watch like all the fucking YouTube videos with all like the new rock stars and all the stuff. There's pneumatic tubes that go to him. And uh-huh. like, so a lot of people probably interact with him. They just don't go down to see him. Yeah. So like he's a bank teller and they just send him notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he just needs um, Buddy to come visit him down there. Buddy? Who's Buddy? Elf. Oh, okay. Sorry, that buddy. <laughs> I didn't realize we were talking about that that buddy. <laughs> yeah. A whole different genre there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, what did y'all think about the uh what did y'all what I'm I'm confused with this whole Loki Sylvie frustration, honestly. Like I, I don't that's kind of what's bothering me with the episode where I, I feel lost because the question came, he, he came in and he was like, I know you, I'm the last person you want to see. It's like, y'all were making out right before she kicked you through a portal. Why aren't you pissed off at her? That was the, like one of the things is my wife and I were, when we were watching it, like I had to go back today, earlier today and when watched last season's last episode. Cause I just, I was like, I don't understand some of this. And like, even after watching that, I, I was the same reason. Like, why? Why did she hate him so much? Like, because, I mean, I get that. Like, he was contradicting her a little bit, but he was also like he was trying to communicate something with her, and then she was the one that got rid of him, basically. 
So, right. Well, yeah, it's just, yeah, kind of weird. I think it was because he tried to stop, like, her whole mission was, I'm going to kill this guy because this guy killed everybody that I loved. Took yeah. everything away from me. Like, literally, my entire universe away from me. And then yeah. hunted me down like a dog. And then when I when I confess all that stuff to you, because remember that one episode when they're on um, Lamentus 5 or whatever it was? Um, and when she reveals all that to Loki. Anyway, and then when it comes down to it, when we find like when she finally has her moment to kill him, he tries to stop her because he supposedly makes sense. And um, that's my only reasoning is yeah. like I'm not necessarily agreeing or disagreeing, but I'm just saying that like that is my headcanon, if you will, of why she yeah. felt that way. I can understand, like, if I were to put myself in her shoes, I could be, I could see being pissed at Loki for that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I guess a little, but uh, it's just like, yeah, kind of an odd dynamic there. Yeah. That, yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it makes sense to you, Richard. Okay. I wish I was in your shoes. <laughs> What about Doc's plan of bombing all the the leftover branches and stuff like that? Yeah, again, this was a this was something that needed to be flushed out in a better episode. Like, yeah, I, it, all that shit felt rushed. It was like, here's Sylvie, and now we're stopping. Like all like all the stuff that we set up. We're I don't know. It just it this episode near the end screamed of like, we've only got six episodes. We gotta hurry, hurry up, hurry up, get everything going. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know. That part was really dumb to me because like. Was it even in the same? It was on the same branched timeline as her, wasn't it? Because when they arrive, it doesn't say a new location, right? I, I'm trying to remember. I rewatched it, it today, but I don't remember seeing it's that. It's got to be a different one because, well, yeah, it's got to be different because, like, X Five was worried that theirs was about to get blown up, basically. Yeah, but her, but Sylvie specifically goes back to that timeline, so it didn't get blown up. Yeah. I'm thinking that's due to they were on that branch. They were, I, I, my, my theory is their plan was to blow every branch up so Sylvie can't run anywhere. And then she's trapped on the same one that they're on. And then they just blow it up like as they're leaving. Well, I think they were also trying to like save themselves as well. And so, because the, the impending doom of the time loom just exploding or whatever the case was there and like shattering the TVA. Yeah. Like that's not a thing anymore. I don't, it doesn't seem like, anyways, because the branches aren't going past the red lines. Yeah, well, supposedly they said 30%. We only see that okay. one section on the monitor. That's the other thing that's in like weird, but they specifically say that she, she pruned 30% of however many there are. Okay. Okay. Uh, watch, there's an episode, of, once again, I'm just going to plug him New Rock Stars, Eric Voss. Uh, you, you always talk about him. He did. Yes. I think he did the math of how many other potential uh, branch <laughs> timelines are still out there after the others were pruned because you can see like little tiny numbers on the monitor. I didn't go to all that detail, but um, I'm telling you, that guy's awesome. Yeah, no, he is. He he definitely goes into way detail. Um, <laughs> not, no, I'm not saying it's like a bad thing or anything, but um, no. Nah. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say now. Now I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like, I almost kind of like that, you know, not everything was just given to me on a plate, honestly. Because, like, having 
a filler episode, if you will, of Sylvie watching people do people things and X5 learning who he was and stuff like that and him being like, all that stuff honestly just sounds like filler to me that would have been there. Whereas I feel like we just got straight to like, this is what's going on. Like, I, I understand your whole rush aspect of it, but I kind of like it, honestly. So just me personally. Yeah. But. I I don't, uh, I don't find, I don't call it filler because I'm not saying like she's doing useless things. It's just, we're learning. We need to see something like a payoff for Sylvie of why she like, Gave everybody free choice and then fucked off. Like, so in order for us to like, we need, we need to see that in order for us to care about these people. And they didn't do any of that. And then also like the Brad thing, like they really needed to set something that up. Cause like I said, if you watch those episodes back to back, it's jarring. It's very jarring. Oh, I agree. And it's like, uh, what the fuck happened here? So yeah, I, I like I don't think it's like a Naruto fucking filler episode where they go fucking get ramen at another village. Like I think it's <laughs> uh I think it's important to tell a story to have certain aspects of it so that when something, you know, impactful happens, it has impact to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear it. I get you. I just I think for the silly part of it, to me, it's that's kind of in the first season of understanding what she's doing, that she wants to have everybody to have that free will to be able to, and she's mentioned just wanting to go basically do what she's doing now, like not having to run and just being able to sit somewhere and do it and enjoy life. So that part of it, I think is in the, I feel like part of it's partly uh, explained in the first season, but I agree on the, on the Brad thing. Like I don't, I, I didn't remember him at all. Like even as X five, I didn't no. really pay that much attention to him, so that was just kind of a an odd thing to just jump in there on. Well, and he didn't look the same either, and I think that kind of goes. And he's he shouldn't have. I'm not saying he should have, but I'm saying like it wasn't a correlation of like this is the guy that you knew from the episode before. So yeah, it was like jarring. Yeah, seeing that and like what. The the Sylvie previous season, like, they didn't really show much of that. And what I'm saying is, is, like, we need to see the payoff to what Sylvie wants, not what she wants. Like, in other words, what she did is actually working, and she's happy with that. And people are living, like, happy lives and stuff like that instead of... And so that, once again, so when they prune that branch, it's like, oh, fuck, all these people just died. Because right now, you're, they're just a fucking line on a screen. <laughs> and you have no, like, they're like, oh my God, they're killing people. And you just see like a little 8-bit line slowly like <laughs> going away. And you're just like, okay, so I should care? <laughs> you even brought it to 8-bit. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying completely and understand it and get it. I don't know. I don't know how I would have wrote that though. Like in my head, I don't know how I would have made myself. You know what I mean? And I think that's where I'm like held up as. Like, how would I have sat there and made it to where I gate? And that that also goes back to we were questioning whether or not that McDonald's was going to get blown up. And that's what that's what X Five was saying the whole time. It was like, hey, uh, this place we got to leave because this place is going down. And so if it was the same branch as that McDonald's, then 
they would have gone ahead and killed Sylvie. Yeah, so it wasn't she, even a it wasn't even a singling her out kind of thing. It was, and they were trying so, to get all branches. It looked like. Yeah, no, I, I think what I think they were doing is they were cutting off her escape route because she has he who remains Tim pad, so she can literally go fucking anywhere and nobody can trace it and all this stuff. So she was. They were cutting off her exit routes, and they stayed on the one branch. I think personally, that's why. Uh, what's his face was uh, Brad was acting all like we got to dude we got to get the fuck out of here because he's he probably doesn't know what's been pruned and what hasn't like in other words there's a ticking clock element that Brad yeah. knows about but no one else knows about and anyway and once they're done they probably would just would have thrown one of those bombs and then fucking left and yeah. and that in other words that being the last remaining branch other than the sacred timeline well, she could technically escape to there, but if she doesn't know that it's coming, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, when they got in the parking lot, he, that's what he was explaining, though, was like, hey, this place is going. Now, when? No, he didn't know, and he didn't know if it'd be the last one or anything like that. Yeah. But he knew it was going at some point, so. You're right. Um, I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I... <laughs> I like you. You talk about how, like, you know, they they sometimes say, like, oh, time's this way, but it's not this way. I like how they just casually mentioned the events of Avengers 3 was just like, <laughs> oh, or not Avengers 3, Avenger, the first Avengers uh, movie yeah. was just like, oh, Loki, that's just classic Loki. Remember when I got so <laughs> mad and killed like 800 people or however, remember, however many it was in New York, like just because I was mad at my dad and my brother, <laughs> it was just like, wow, Loki, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, yeah, done some terrible, awful things. When he used all that to get to a point where he he, he goes, I tried to you know uh, mind control Tony Stark and it didn't work, and I just threw him off a building. I was mad. I wasn't in control. <laughs> I was just mad and did that. <laughs> yeah, that's what got me. Was going from that whole story of like having revenge against his brother and father and taking this alien race to, to do war on Earth. And <laughs> the baddest part about all that was he lost his temper and threw Tony Stark off a building. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's like, sometimes you just lose control. And then uh, Hulk lost his temper and slammed Loki <laughs> through the ground. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. The interesting thing there is um, he mentions about using a, a, a Infinity Stone to like mind control uh Tony Stark. So I guess he knew all along, or at least this variant one did, that it was an infinity stone. Well, so that was one of the first things in season one that he went to a drawer and they were like, Oh, those are infinity stones. They mean nothing here. Yeah. And there's just they're they're just paperweights there. So and then he watched his entire life, like you were saying earlier, ahead of time. So, like, he's seen everything that's happened as far as inventing stones and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's true. He did watch that video. I just thought it was because we, the audience, didn't know the staff had an Infinity Stone right. in it until that moment. But I just the way he was talking about it today was like, you think he knew about it all along? Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Well, that's really all the stuff that I have written down. Oh. What else y'all got? Uh. <laughs> I don't know if y'all realize this, but when they're torturing um, X5, that grate that's underneath him, you know why it's there, right? <laughs> because when they squish people... Oh, let it all drain out. Yeah, they can just let it all drain out, and it's easier to clean up. <laughs> I just thought that was his toilet. <laughs> I mean, it could be. 
It might as well. well but I was just like, yeah. oh, like once I realized what that box did, I was like, oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. That that freaking box, like I thought it was great. The interrogation, I hated yeah. Mobius outside the whole time because I was like, I, we know what y'all are doing. That that's yeah. not. Well, like, um, I, Jeremy mentioned this on one of our Bat Madness episodes, but like a jail cell that locks from the inside. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you have that? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. But I, I thought the interrogation scene was great. And, yeah. but watching that box close in, that was making me all kinds of like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Like, could you imagine like all the squatting and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. no. Uh-uh. I so, want to know how they were able to do that in like with the VFX and stuff. Like, did because like you see his skin actually like smash up against the box and things. Yeah, not to, like not yeah. to trigger you on your on your claustrophobia, but uh, <laughs> I was just like, this is pretty impressive. Again, the the VFX and and everything, everything looks great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was really cool how they did all that. We got a little heads up on Renslayer. What do y'all think is going on there? So, all right, I <laughs> I got a theory, and it's a it's a wild theory. Ooh, yes, yes, let's hear this. All right, so we're learning. Uh, Obi tries to like open the the blast shields, and it says something about like temporal aura, like incompatible. So they need he who remains is like essentially soul. I think that's what they're saying. A, a temporal aura is like the soul of a person. Okay. And um they need so obviously that's what why they're going to go get Victor Timely is they they need him to probably open the blast shield. But I've been trying to figure out this whole miss minutes thing because they they mentioned in this episode that she is like a rogue AI, but I think so there's there's something more about her than just an AI. I'm wondering are they going to do like the comic book stuff where at some point Ravana Renslayer got her like temporal aura like split in half maybe maybe not three times but in half and miss minutes is like ravana renslayer oh like i said it's a wild theory i don't think it may be true um but there's something about her and that would explain why she like follows kang and does all the stuff is because she is in love with him yeah yeah but i don't know that's interesting that's my theory yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> I will say this much. You saying the Victor, like I never thought about that, but like that makes complete sense. The whole Victor getting Victor timely there mm-hmm. to kind of yeah. fake it out or whatever the case was. And something else that I noticed is that like through the first two episodes, we've pretty much seen most everything the trailers have shown. Yeah. Which honestly, I kind of like. Same. Yeah. Because too. now it's like, yes, you've already seen this stuff in the trailers. However, there's four episodes left that you have not seen much of, you know, like, we know Victor Timely's coming, but that's really about it. Like, and that Miss Menace is going to get big. <laughs> yeah, yes. She's a big bitch. <laughs> that's a huge bitch! <laughs> <laughs> that's from, uh, was it Deuce Bigelow? I think. Uh, anyway. Yeah. No, I, I, a lot of people have mentioned that is like all the crap that we've seen in the trailers is just from like these first two episodes, it seems. And then whatever like it. is going on with the Victor Timely thing, which I'm assuming is next episode, maybe. Um, yeah, and absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Like, I like it. I'm, I'm super excited. This is, this is a whole new ball game. We don't know what we're dealing with. So yeah, bring it on. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's not like Moon Knight where they showed you all the good scenes in the trailer and then that's <laughs> yeah. it. And then he blacks out when when we thought we'd get even better scenes. Yeah. Oh, Moon Knight. <laughs> uh, I, last thing I have um, is there was a very deep cut when Sylvie is at McDonald's and they first walk in, Sylvie says the line, Bill, your order is up. A lot of people are theorizing this was like a sort of a, a fan favorite during that comic book run. But when Thor rebuilt or when Asgard gets rebuilt in Bronxton, Ohio, or not Ohio, Bronxton, Oklahoma, there's a character named Bill Cobb who eventually falls in love with an Asgardian. Anyway, she falls in love with him as well. He basically helps fight against Loki and some of Loki's like henchmen. He dies. And anyway, uh, Balder basically, like he dies in Balder's arms. But because of how he died, he gets to go to Valhalla. So like the lover gets to go there and see him. It's a, it's a, apparently it's a cool story that a lot of people like. Oh, cool. But everyone thinks that that's the reference to that bill. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, That'd yeah. be funny. That is, that is a really like, obscure Deep way cut. around that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Then. Well, we've talked about Renslayer. We've talked about Victor Timely. Is there anywhere else that we can think of that may, like, we may be going with this? Like, no, I, I still think something's up with Obi. I do. He, he knows too much. Like, <laughs> Either, like, some... I can't claim I had this idea. It may have been Eric Voss, because I've been watching a shitload of, like, YouTube videos. <laughs> um, but uh, I wonder if Obi was the original He Who Remains or something like that. And Kane, you know, like, took that away from him, wiped his mind or something like that. I was starting to wonder kind of the same stuff. Like, was he there at the very beginning? Like... Because we keep going back to this handbook. Like, this handbook is very important. This is a big yeah. deal. And, mm -hmm. and we've brought it up. And then Casey, I almost thought for a second that Casey was a younger version of Obi. Mm. Because Casey was so, like, infatuated with Obi. And he's like, oh, I've read it. I've memorized yeah. it, this and that. And it's like, nobody yeah. else has talked about this fucking handbook. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about this handbook. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, we're here at season two. And it's all about the handbook. Yeah. So, I... I you know, you were you were talking last episode about how you hope he's not nefarious, you hope he's not a cane variant and things like that. But I'm I'm starting to see kind of like what you're talking about. Like there's something there's something there. I, I can't quite put my finger on it either of like what it I I don't think nefarious, but yeah. I, I think it's almost like he has, but he hasn't had his mind wipe or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It is something weird, though. What also says a lot to Kang, the guy who literally had a monument built to him, would still allow the handbook to have not only the picture of the guy who wrote it, but, like, his name in it as well. So, yeah, you would think he would have Miss Minutes or himself or the Timekeepers when he covered everything up with the Timekeepers. And, like, they wrote it. So something that speaks volumes to me. And I don't know what that exactly is saying yet, but something's fishy. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was going to sit there and say that, you know, maybe when he who remains left kind of the podium, or Kane left the podium to allow the timekeepers to, to be the face of who's in charge that Obi wrote it then. You know what I mean? 
or was instructed to write it or whatever then. But you would think it would have been, he would have had the timekeepers be the the ones over that book. Yeah. So. Especially like once you've erased everybody's memory, just re like, just rewrite it or whatever, like change it on there. I like, it's so, it's so weird. Oh, you just pull those two pages out and you just put new ones in. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. Um, but I don't know. It's very strange. It's almost like, it's almost like he who remains like forgot about him or something like he's so insignificant <laughs> that he just forgot about him, I'm, which would, yeah, exactly. Which is on, on brand for everybody else at the TVA. <laughs> right. Right. My other theory uh, I was thinking about today when rewatching it is uh, I'm worried Loki may die. Not maybe not at this season, but Tom Hiddleston may eventually make like a sacrifice, and then we get Sylvie as like our new Loki for the MCU going forward. I hope I that like doesn't it. help him because I like Tom Hiddleston a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't think it will. But I just had this weird thought today of like. I could see them doing that. He makes like this ultimate sacrifice for her and she's now the the person that has to like go collect whatever the multiversal of whatever the fuck we're getting in Secret Wars. But anyway. Well, I I could definitely see that because I think the whole the whole time and it was even brought back up in this episode is that Loki you're a villain. Yeah. That's what you're good at. You know what I mean? And so like and that's what was the first season was all about was like all Lokis are villains. Yeah. They're all agents of chaos. Mm-hmm. None of them are any good. Whereas, you know, Sylvie, as a child, you know, was being hunted down and she was talking about Valkyries and things like that. She she didn't seem to have any ill intent. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the end of Loki's story, he, like, he's pretty much on the verge of being a good guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and for him to be a branched Loki and then have the same kind of story at the end, like that means that it changes the story of all Lokis. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't all have to be bad. So yeah, and it would be on brand with the um, Lamentus episode, whatever that one's called. Is it called Lamentus? I don't know. Anyway, um, where him and Sylvie are talking about how like we're losers because like he agrees with X Five about how like you're a loser, and they even say that in that episode about how like. We're losers. Loki's lose. That's what we do. We always end up losing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it would be on brand with that of like, Sylvie has now found someone that she cares about. Ironically, it's herself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, same thing for Loki as well. Uh, and then she loses him. I don't, like I said, I don't know if it'll happen, but I could, there's a glimpse of it today that I was like, oh God, they may actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's had a pretty awesome run, so better end on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all got anything else? Nope, that's it for me. Yeah, I think I'm good. Cool. Jeremy, where can they find you at till next episode? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. And you can find me here. You gonna be playing that Spider-Man? Does it come out this week? It comes it out this week? Uh, the 20th, which is in four days. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I finished the first one. Uh, have yet to do anything on Miles or the the DLC stuff, but yeah, you're killing me, small. I tried to get it. I tried to get it all. I, I just couldn't get it. Get it finished. Look at disappointment on Richard's face. So disappointed. Hey, I got the first one done in like I don't know a month, less than a month. <laughs> I don't know, it felt like three months. 
Did it? <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I didn't time you. <laughs> uh, I thought I got it done pretty quick, actually. Got it done before I did Guardians. Yeah, I know. We're still <laughs> waiting on that. <laughs> I think I got further along in Guardians. That's saying something. <laughs> Somebody should play Guardians so I can talk. It's good. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I enjoy it. It's just trying to get trying time for me to play is just yeah. difficult. Yeah. You finished a game in a month. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Okay. Richard, where can I find you at? Uh, you can find me on uh, X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, and the threads. My handle is Night Curry, night like day and night, and curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics with an X. <laughs> Every time. In the meantime, uh, we're going to take a break from Loki. Next episode, we're going to be doing our Halloween special. So please be sure to check that out. I think it's going to be a fun one. We're doing Batman The Long Halloween. So uh, come and join us. Listen to that. And be sure to go hit us up on Spotify. We'll have a question asking you, you know, what you think about the episode and stuff like that. Come over there, interact with us, answer our questions and stuff like that. Hit us up on IG as well, like Richard was saying. You can talk to us there too. In the meantime, though, you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank y'all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Hey, OB, this is Casey. I thought I could help. OB? You are gonna die! Oh, hey, nice to meet you. We're all gonna die. What do you mean?